Welcome to Healthcare Inspired, the podcast that bridges the gap between clinical expertise and business innovation, all with a single purpose, improving patient care. Get ready to be inspired as we bring you thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and groundbreaking insights from leading experts in healthcare. Join your host, Jennifer McNamara, on a journey of discovery as she connects the dots, revealing the synergies between clinical and business teams. Each episode, we'll delve into the latest healthcare trends, uncover innovative solutions, and share success stories that will motivate and ignite change. So get ready to embark on a path of inspiration, knowledge, and transformation. Here is your host, Jennifer McNamara. Hello, and welcome back to the show. This is Healthcare Inspired. I am your host, Jennifer McNamara. I am thrilled with you once again. Well, guess what? I have just returned from an incredible experience at HealthCon Regional in Washington, D.C. There were so many jam-packed sessions. My brain is just full. And I also got to explore some museums in the heart of D.C. My legs are burning just from all the walking that we did. And I know if you've ever been to Washington, D.C., you realize how much walking you actually do. So if you ever get a chance to get there, you know, get those comfy shoes out, plan your your day because you definitely want to make sure you hit all the great museums. One of the museums that I never really um, had been to before that I wanted to try was the American History Museum. And it was fabulous. Uh, I am a really big history buff, for those of you that don't know me. I love, love history, especially American history. In school, it was my favorite topic, actually. And it may have been to do something with uh, my teacher, who was amazing. He really just brought history alive for all of us. And I just really enjoyed that class. So most of my life, I've just really loved history. Now, um, there's some great exhibits there on, you know, just history that we've seen even just regular everyday history, I was I was fascinated, you know, as a woman, getting to see all of the the history and the evolution of even just cooking equipment, things that we use every day in our house, how that evolved over time. And then, of course, those who know me, I am a huge entertainment fan. And so it was fascinating to see the entertainment history all throughout the ages, some of the, the really cool um, outfits and and things from movies that I had forgotten about. So it was really fascinating. So I, I recommend if you have a chance to get out there and see the American History Museum in Washington, D.C. I had some great food. I am a huge dim sum fan. I don't know how many out there love dim sum. My husband and I are obsessed with it. So any chance we get to get to a big city that has excellent dim sum, really go check it out. Washington, D.C. has some great, great places And of course, my favorite part was getting to go to a jazz club for the first time. I love jazz, listening to it, having good food, drinks, and it was an amazing time. I will tell you, it was just the whole atmosphere being there in the city and listening to some real jazz was really, really good. So if you're a jazz enthusiast, I recommend you check it out. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the meat of today's episode. We're going to tackle a topic that is, I think more important now than ever, and that is growth and development and, of course, leadership in healthcare. So for episode five, we're going to dig into this topic. Now, leadership in the healthcare arena can mean something different to everyone, right? There's different levels of leadership. When you think about your growth in this career, a lot of people go into it maybe into one area, right? And so most of the people that I talk to um, in, in the world of healthcare are coders and billers and 
those in the business side. So their minds may be thinking, okay, I'm going to be a coder throughout my whole career, right? There's so much more that you can attain and grow with. So we have a very special treat today. We're sitting down today with the incredible Dr. Lisa Campbell, a true trailblazer in healthcare leadership. So as I mentioned, we want to think about leadership now more than ever. And why is that? Well, we're in an ever-changing and evolving healthcare system. We're facing challenges and changes that really demand exceptional leadership. So we want to talk today about how we can be those leaders and evolve with the industry to help it grow the way that it needs to. We need to be adaptable. We need to think about the healthcare landscape as it's shifting and be able to navigate through that. We want to think about patient-centered care. So as patients change, their needs change, we have to be adaptable and maybe think about different approaches that we have to make the patient experience better. We want to think about our collaboration with our teams, how we interact with them, and how we collaborate. We want to think about our growth mindset, which we're going to talk today about with Dr. Lisa Campbell. So whether you're a seasoned healthcare professional or you're just getting started, it's time to develop and evolve with your leadership skills and be that driving force that we need in healthcare. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our conversation with the brilliant Dr. Lisa Campbell. Get ready. We're going to be inspired today. We're going to be motivated. We're going to discover maybe a new facet of healthcare leadership, maybe that we have not even thought about. So stay tuned for our conversation with Dr. Lisa Campbell. Are you ready to take your leadership skills to the next level? We've got an exciting opportunity just for you. Picture this, your team gathered around, minds engaged, and inspiration flowing. Introducing Leadership Elevated, a transformative training experience from Healthcare Inspired. Is your team ready to be energized, empowered, and equipped with the tools they need for effective leadership? Look no further. We have a great session in mind where your team members can not only learn leadership principles, but also get to engage in a lively conversation that's both educational and entertaining. Our experts at Healthcare Inspired are passionate about empowering leaders in the healthcare industry. They bring a wealth of knowledge, experience, and a dash of fun to every training session. Whether you're a small clinic, a bustling hospital, or a healthcare organization, Leadership Elevated is tailored to meet your needs. So why wait? Grab your team and have Healthcare Inspired come provide them with a fun, engaging conversation that will inspire growth and transformation. Visit our website at healthcareinspiredllc.com and learn more about our upcoming sessions for Leadership Elevate. Elevate your leadership skills with Healthcare Inspired. Well, thank you everyone for joining our episode today. I am very excited, as mentioned, I have the fabulous Dr. Lisa Campbell on the show today. Welcome to the show, doctor. Thank you, Jennifer. It's a pleasure to be here. I am so happy to have you on the show. I know previously we connected for an educational session and I just have been following you for a while and just really fascinated with the ability you have to really encourage and inspire people. And I do have a lot going on right now with, with uh, your book and some of the, the sessions, education and coaching you're doing. So tell our audience a little bit about what you're up to these days. Well, 
Thank you for that. So my new book, Grow With Me, drops on August 5th of 2023. And I'm so excited about this book because, number one, it's motivational, but it's also where I tell my story about my life, my life of growing from the perspective of challenges in life, my life from the perspective of growing and obtaining education as a single parent and how I came out on the other side of it, a winner. But I'm also very transparent in the book because I think a lot of times people look at who you are today and really don't realize where you've been. And I can tell you from my own personal experience that it has been a humbling experience, one that I believe needs to be told because I know that there are others that think it's just them when in actuality, it's all of us. Some of us are just afraid to admit it. I 100% agree with you. And I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, when you said that about being a single mom, it reminded me of my own mother who was uh, raising my my sister and I um, in that way in our later teenage years. And I know there was a lot of struggles there for her, just trying to navigate her own career that she had built and trying to help us, you know, as we grew. Um, and so that, I'm just really excited to read your book and, and see your experience and how it can help others for sure. That's going to be really exciting. Well, I know you have a fascinating background in healthcare, um, education, and also in, of course, your leadership. Uh, tell us a little about your background, your education, your career, how you started, your journey. You want to kind of give us a little bit of the bullet points and the, the highlights. Sure. So first, let me say that I have what I like to refer to as humble beginnings. I started in healthcare as a medical assistant based off of an impulsive decision from a commercial that I saw on TV. And the commercial said in six months, I could become a medical assistant. So I was thinking, cool, right? I got a new baby. I need milk. I need Pampers. And so I jumped at the opportunity. Well, turns out that that school was not accredited. And when I was in the end of my program, they closed. So after thinking I wanted to go to school to be a nurse, went away for a year, came back home, and went through another medical assistant program. So fast forward to today, after working as a medical assistant, I love learned that I love healthcare. And over the last 31 years, I've had an opportunity to not only do medical assisting, but I also got into medical coding, medical billing, auditing, compliance, and then, of course, leadership. Leadership was something that, honestly, I was born to do. And when I was in high school, I actually worked at McDonald's as a manager, and I learned the front of the store, the middle of the store, and the back of the store on my own by just building relationships with others. So then when I get in healthcare and there's a front, middle, and back end revenue cycle, I was the perfect person to lead, empower, and transform the lives of others because I understood 
what it was like to be at the bottom and wanting to grow and was afforded the opportunity to grow. So I got advanced degrees, honestly, not because that's something I set out to do. I got a 17 on the ACT and had no plans on going to college. I got those degrees because I was often asking, like, how do I grow in healthcare? And the answer was always, well, you got to have this degree and that degree. So then, you know, I finished my master's degree. I'm a director at um, Chicago's public hospital and decided that I didn't want to be in the, you know, corporate role anymore. I wanted to get into something that would allow me to help others. And so I got into teaching. And from there, I was asking, how can I make more money here? Because teaching is a rewarding experience, but it doesn't always necessarily pay enough to pay your bills. So human resources was like, well, if you get another master's degree or a doctorate degree, you can get paid more money. Well, I did not know what I was getting myself into. And that was a journey all by itself. One that I don't regret doing because it definitely helped me build resilience and that was the only reason I got the PhD. A lot of people think you're a coder and you got a PhD. And I always like to correct people. I am a healthcare professional and I don't like to be labeled as a coder or a biller or an auditor or, oh, you do CDI. I am a professional that wants to improve the quality of healthcare for patients. And I'm a patient, you're a patient. And so my mission in life is just to support all of us as we go through this journey of this ever-evolving regulatory space. That's so fabulous. I, I totally am just relating to all the things you're saying because for so many years, I labeled myself as a coder because for a long time, that's what I did. But then I realized, okay, you know what? I was a biller first. All these, these things that I did don't define what I want to do in the healthcare space. And uh, it's the same feeling I have as well as I just want to help improve it. And I've seen so many uh, people come and go as coders and get tired of, of, of the, the role they're in. And I think a lot of it has to do with leadership. Um, a lot of it has to do with maybe finding your passion, maybe coding about your passion. You know, I think some people have just struggle to find their passion, um, even in healthcare, trying to figure out where they want to go next. And I think that's a really good way to um, kind of segue into the next topic I want to discuss with you is really understanding that we we aren't what we do, but we have to find ways to improve ourselves, whether it's through our career or in our personal life. So when we think about professional growth, personal growth, what are some of the key benefits of looking at that? Um, and how does it impact your life when you focus on yourself and just growth instead of what you do and defining you? I love this question because I have learned that it's okay to be uncomfortable. In fact, I've gotten comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think it's really common to be uncertain about a career path. And the key is to start with self, understanding who you are. For a long time, I thought in high school, 
I wasn't smart like everybody else. And so I started to do some self-reflection and realize that I was allowing institutions, others to define who I am, who I was, who I'm becoming. And so starting with self-reflection and being self-aware, I realized that my values, my interests, my strengths are powerful and that my voice is powerful. And so when I say that I will not allow anyone to label me as something, it's because I've become very self-aware of who I am. I know the impact that I want to have in healthcare and beyond. I have aligned myself with a community of like-minded individuals. And I found my purpose in life. And I am very clear on what I do want to do and what I don't want to do, and that I'm not going to allow others and situations define me, which is why I am comfortable being uncomfortable. And that place is not for everyone, because during that place, I experience lots of pain. There are some days that I am laying on my floor in my office crying because I'm trying to figure out, well, how am I going to pay my office rent for this month if I don't currently have an active client? But then once I get past that one hurdle, an opportunity presents itself that more than pays my rent, but allows me to operate in my zone of genius where I am empowering others. And so anyone that says to me, I'm struggling to figure things out, my number one recommendation is start with self-reflection. Start with your own SWOT analysis. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the opportunities? What are threats? And establish some goals for success. Understand that everything you set out to do might not happen immediately, but if you just start one at a time, you can achieve those goals as long as you establish the goals. That's so fabulous, doctor. I, I just, I think about my, my myself and a lot of the listeners out there because for a long time I was getting comfortable and I just didn't want to rock the boat, you know, so to speak. And, and so I had a, a colleague and a mentor that kind of pushed me outside of my, my comfort zone and taught me a lot about myself. And I know a lot of our listeners are feeling that same way. So I personally relate to everything you're saying that I was getting too comfortable with what I was doing. And now that I'm an entrepreneur working for myself again, it's, it feels good, but I have those same days where I'm just, okay, I don't have an active client. I don't have an active education session going on. So I, I got to pay this, but I'm not sure where it's going to come from, but I'm telling you, man, it just comes. And since I started doing this like a, a month ago, it's been a great, a great experience. Taught me a lot that I can, that I can do this. So I encourage our listeners out there not to be afraid and talk with Dr. Campbell and, and myself about some of your challenges. We're here to listen. We'd love to help you kind of find your way as well. Um, and, you know, like I said, people just find that that struggle to try to find their purpose and direction, specifically with their careers. 
So because you've had a successful career, I love your advice uh, for our listeners um, as individuals, if they feel stuck and sure about their career path, um, what can you advise them on, you know, specific ways in healthcare that they can advance their career? My number one recommendation is networking. I don't think that I would be where I am today if I did not put myself out there. Because in this industry, it's not always about what you know, who you know, who knows you is equally as important. And oftentimes someone will say to me, you know what, I was just in a meeting and they mentioned your name. And I didn't even realize that, you know, people mentioned my name because I just spend time growing and growing. And so I think that networking is important. Don't be afraid to, now that, you know, the world is opened back up, don't be afraid to go to events where you don't know anyone because there's probably someone in the room that knows someone that you need to know that can make that introduction. And because you allowed yourself to be comfortable, you step out of your comfort zone, be in the room, that's where you get those opportunities. Someone asked me recently, why do you go to all these conferences? It's to network. Yes, I want to get the education, but more importantly, I want to be out there and networking with others that are operating in their zone of genius. And that allows me to feel more comfortable when I want to later make a phone call. It's just like how we met. I put myself out there. You put yourself out there. And so now we each have opened ourselves up to a wider network of opportunities. Oh, 100%. And, you know, I think that's probably, I know it's not the only way that people can, you know, kind of reach for higher goals, but it's, to me, one of the biggest ones, because it's been true in my life. I started out in my teaching career back in 2015, and I just started doing the same thing, reaching out on LinkedIn. I, I didn't even have anyone to teach me how to use LinkedIn. I just found my way, and I started connecting with people in my in my industry, people that I wanted to um, help and those that I felt could help me. And uh, I did what you actually just suggested recently uh, last year. I attended a um, an actually event with my friend who's a realtor. And, you know, I didn't even think, you know, I would meet anybody in my industry, but, you know, I was, I just always have my business cards with me. <laughs> so I was talking to a lady who was a realtor. Her husband was a doctor and, you know, what are the odds? And we just had to have a conversation about risk adjustment and he started asking me questions about his EMR and, and it became a conversation where he's, he said, Hey, I think you might be able to help us if you want to come over and, and help us with some of our optimization, which got me thinking that I can actually do that even as a service. So I started offering EMR optimization because I had this conversation that led me to think that this is an actual problem. There are a lot of practices that don't have the ability to really understand how their EMR works. And and uh, so that has been, been helpful for me just by networking, going to this event to get out of my comfort zone. So I think that's such a great, great idea. And uh I don't know. What are some of the conferences you like going to personally? I'm just curious. Well, I like to go to conferences that are healthcare related. However, non-healthcare related conferences are golden. 
because that example that you just shared, you're like real estate. There is always an opportunity for you to meet somewhere, meet someone, no matter where you are. You just have to be comfortable and open and willing with surrounding yourself with opportunities that are not directly related to what you do, because doctors are buying houses, doctors are buying cars, right? So being open to exposing yourself to areas that are outside of your network are key. Now, of course, I attend AHIMA conferences. Um, I attend AAPC conferences. I don't always necessarily have to go to a national conference because as an entrepreneur, there are connections that I want to meet right in my backyard. So going to some of those local conferences. But I've also attended the Healthcare Compliance Association the Healthcare Financial Management Association. And I got another one on my list for next year, which is HIMS. I'm going to have to um, get a sponsor or something because I heard that the conference is amazing but expensive. And so I definitely need to budget for that experience. But I know that that's going to open me up to professionals that I would not otherwise have an opportunity to network with. Well, Lisa, Dr. Lisa Campbell, I'm going to tell you, I went to HIMS this year. I didn't think I would actually ever go to that. It was recommended to me, and I was actually going just to, to network and because I wanted to get into the technology side of healthcare and just want to meet some people. And so I paid for the ticket, and I got myself there, and it was the best experience. So I know you're going to love it when you get to go. It's, it's a, amazing. The people you meet, and, yes, the, the booths and the, the, the sponsorships are just insane. Um, I've never been to a conference with that many booths before. So it was a little overwhelming for me, but so different than others. But yes, I also like to go to APC and actually normally I speak the last several years. I've been speaking there at HealthCon, but this year I'm going to Washington DC in a couple of weeks for the regional. Um, and I'm just going as an attendee. I'm just going to network and just to learn, but I know that I'm going to meet some, some great people that I didn't meet the last time. So I'm excited for that for sure. Um, so that's great, some great tips. And, you know, we all, we set a goal, right? We often have to think about, okay, well, what if I don't meet that goal? So there's always these roadblocks that we encounter. Uh, some of them are the obvious that we're not meeting our goals. What are some of the other obstacles that people face? Maybe it's in their head, but, or real um, obstacles that they might encounter that you can help them maybe think about how they can overcome those obstacles. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Number one is self-doubt, imposter syndrome, thinking I don't deserve to have a better paying job. I don't deserve to be an entrepreneur. I don't deserve to be a parent. I don't deserve to, to be in love, right? I don't deserve to have a career. So addressing self-doubt by first just having some self-compassion is, is critical. I often talk about resilience and how is this muscle that you have to keep flexing and resilience is the number one tool that you need to use to overcome obstacles. The things are going to happen, right? You're going to have setbacks. That's a part of the journey. You heard me mention earlier that I lay, I lay on the floor sometimes in my office and cry. And honestly, once I get up from the floor, I am able to flex muscles that I didn't even realize I had, but it allows me to 
overcome those obstacles. And also it presents me with the opportunity to learn and grow. And if you are not continuing to grow, you're going to look up and it's going to be one year, five years, 10 years. You're going to be like, where did the time go? It's because you you basically got in your own way. So my message is get out of your own way. Tell self-doubt that it doesn't have any place in your space. And one day at a time, exercise self-compassion and just tell yourself that I deserve the things that I want and more. Excellent. Excellent. You know, that is so important. And I am guilty of that. I'm one of those people that let that get in my way for so long. And um, I'm so grateful that I, I ended up listening to the ones that were in my corner and ignoring that voice in my head that said, you can't do this. You can't, you know, own your own company. You can't be an educator. You can't push past just being a coder or a biller or an auditor. And now I get to do all of those things. I get to do them all because I'm passionate about the work, about what it does for the industry. It's not about just one box, checking off a box. It's about what each piece that we, we, we perform in the healthcare industry, how, how it all comes together and contributes to, to quality patient care. So that's why I do what I do. So I ask our listeners to think for yourself, you know, what is it that, what is it about healthcare that drives you? Think about that. That's part of your self reflection as, as Dr. Campbell mentioned. Um, and, you know, I was thinking too, you know, like you mentioned, having that self-reflection, we have to think about in that, what are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? Again, what are our aspirations? What do we want to accomplish? Like that SWOT analysis you mentioned. And then when you figure it out, just start making those, those maybe baby steps towards that goal. Um, it may not happen overnight and I guarantee you it's not going to happen overnight. I tell my students all the time, they want to have this you know, cookie cutter coder job right after school. And I, I tell them it's not going to happen that way. It may be where you have this great opportunity to come your way, but it doesn't happen for everyone. So don't go into it focused on this extravagant career you're going to have tomorrow. Think about the steps you take to get there because the journey is so amazing when you, when you know you worked so hard to get there. Um, and the actual journey itself is so rewarding in itself. I, would you agree with that as well? It is. And I don't know where this, um, you know, cookie cutter approach came to. Um, right before we met, I was working uh, with one of my students who was practicing diagnosis coding. And she kept saying, I don't understand why I'm getting this wrong. And I'm like, well, did you take some time to review the guidelines from the perspective of obtaining the knowledge? Then step two comprehending the guidelines and then step three being able to apply them and her response to me was i don't have time for all of that i just need to know why this answer is wrong and i'm gonna just keep plugging along and i said oh okay fascinating and you know that is in my opinion and of course everyone knows that i use this platform for my opinion there's a lot of that going on in the industry, and there are a lot of people in medical offices that got their certification. They checked off a box. They took a test, but they still don't know that or they forget the basic principles. They were able to pass a test. They got a job, but they don't really understand what they're doing, and that is what I see every day when I'm auditing, and lately I've been doing a lot of auditing uh, for orthopedics specifically, 
And it's amazing to me, some of the things that still get missed, um, basic coding guidelines. But again, like you said, a lot of people still say, I don't have time. And that's the thing. I think a lot of uh, industry, they're just pushed so hard to get the, the numbers and get the, the data out there, get the claims out, that they don't care about the integrity of it, which, of course, in a later podcast, we'll be talking about revenue integrity. But Dr. Campbell, thank you so much for coming on today. I think that our listeners are going to be so fascinated with your approach. And I'm really looking forward to reading your book as well. I'm going to be getting it on pre-sale and um, hopefully I'll get to enjoy that when it comes out. Well, thank you so much for having me today. It was definitely a pleasure to speak with you today regarding these topics, topics that are really, um, that I carry close to my heart. And I know that they are strategies that has helped me see the forest for the trees, if you will. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Healthcare Inspired. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and tell us what you thought of the show. To learn more about Jennifer McNamara and her team at Healthcare Inspired, including how to hire their exceptional data team, visit www.healthcareinspiredllc.com. Thank you once again for joining us on this journey of inspiration and transformation. Together, let's shape the future of patient care. Healthcare Inspired is brought to you by Healthcare Inspired LLC. The show is produced by Highland Productions. Our executive producer is Jennifer McNamara. All music is composed by Gabriel Fast.